Welcome to Conversations That Matter with your host, Amber Howard. Each week, Amber dances in conversation with inspirational leaders out to make a difference for what matters most to people. She brings you incredible guests who share their real-life experience of being a leader and what it looks like to live a truly created life of service to others. And now, here's your host. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Conversations That Matter podcast. This is our 100th episode of the show, and I am overjoyed to have Nina Ganguly back on the show. So Nina was the first guest of the What Would Amber Do podcast back in the day as we started. And Nina is a coach, entrepreneur. She's a speaker and author of the book, Conversations of a Cantaholic, and a podcast host herself from victory, Victim to Victory. And uh, just one of my best friends and family and um, yeah, kindred spirit, soulmate. I don't know. There are just not enough words to express who Nina is for me. And so we don't really have a lot planned other than just to like get back together and talk about living a creative life and and some of the experiences that we've had since 2020 when you first came on the show, Nina. So just thank you so much for being in my life, for who you are, the leader you are, the woman, mother, friend, for everything that you are. And thank you for being here today. Well, first of all, congratulations. Thank you. 100 episodes. That's incredible. That takes some level of commitment. So, because I have a you know, <laughs> podcast as well. So, I get it. Thank you for all the lovely, wonderful things that you've said. Right back at you, lady. Yeah. <laughs> right back at you. And, you know, um, it's funny when you list off all the stuff. I'm like, I did all that stuff. Oh, that's <laughs> Every day I walk around in a cloud like, okay, who do I need to be today to get through the day? And sometimes it's like, who do I need to be in this moment? Uh, we talk about this creative life, created life, creating a life that, you know, is the life of your dreams. <clears throat> um, it's kind of like, a, it's kind of like a Disney movie, you know, you, see, you, know, you, <laughs> you don't see the behind the scenes of what it looks like to find your quote unquote prince charming the reality of um a created life is is interesting and i can't believe you said 2020 was the first episode it's 2023 three years later how mm-hmm. much has changed since our our first episode you know um three years ago i was really interested in entrepreneurship like really like that was my, my <laughs> i was just entrepreneur. thinking that like, you are a woman trying to get somewhere and prove man, something. Yeah. To my, you know, it was funny. I never tried to prove something to somebody else about myself. You know, yes. always trying to prove that I was worthy enough, smart enough, quick enough, good enough, whatever the enoughs are. And it's not that that's completely gone away in the past three years, but there's a lot more talk about is that what you really want? Like, who are you trying to prove that to? Who's that mm-hmm. for? You know, is it for Amber saying, oh, Nina, you're so great? Or is it really for, hey, Nina, saying, Nina, hey, you're so great? Like, what is it really all for? And in, in, in the past three years, yeah, I think the last time I spoke to you, maybe, was I doing work at the mine then? I don't remember. I think I so. Doing, I think you yeah, were I was doing, doing work at the mine. mine and very exciting. And I felt, felt glamorous and so you go to the mine. It's not that glamorous. <laughs> it's not very glamorous actually working at the mine. Um, but the, the work was was great. But that's st- 
started something new for me. In that time, I discovered this wasn't what I wanted to do. I, I noticed that the pattern over the my life is living, helping other people to live their dreams and putting mine to the side. Not mm. like from a coaching perspective, like coach. I love that you know, coaching someone, helping them achieve the goals that they want to achieve, or as a Reiki master, helping them heal and provide that space so they can move forward. What I'm talking about is putting my own myself aside Mm -hmm. so that somebody else could build and work on their dream. And I was completely lost inside of somebody else's view of, of that. And so what I've learned in the past three years and what I've asked myself, which is a question that, you know, you asked me when we were having a conversation about when I was beginning to step outside of that work was, what do you want? And I'm still working on it. Three years later, I'm still every day. I want something new. (laughs) Drive people, not people like the people closest to me. So, you know, my, my husband, my daughter and, and my son, you know, and you asked me that question again. So I came to see you in Bali at the beginning of this year. I can't believe it was like, it feels like 10 years ago now. <laughs> you've done a lot since you were in Bali. <laughs> we both have actually, but yeah, you've done a lot since we, you, you came to in March. But you, you asked me that question again, but like, but what do you really want? Do you really want this business? Do you really want to be, do that? I'm like, no, you know what I really want is to do nothing. <laughs> and then I came back and did everything, <laughs> you know, but it wasn't that it's like, I am actually building a life where I can do nothing like nothing, meaning there's no agenda. I think that's what, what I mean by say, when I say I want to do nothing, I don't want an agenda. Uh, you know, I found being in Bali, I was able to be at that point in time, the truest expression of myself. Mm-hmm. I really did feel like that. Like, like I felt like you and I would have a conversation. So what do you want to do? Oh, I think I want to do this. Okay. You want to do that? Okay. Let's just do that. That's what I want in life. Oh, you want to go to the beach? Tonight? Sure. You want to go for dinner? Pro? Awesome. You want to do nothing? Yeah. Yeah. No, nobody else's agenda. It was very freeing. And I've been looking for that since I got back because I've been on this, I've been creating a life to get to back to that anywhere in the world. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be in, in Bali. It just, it exists inside myself. Mm. That's actually, yeah, I just, I just came up with that right now. Like I, I, what I want is that feeling inside myself anywhere I go. Mm. Toronto, with as dense energy as we have here in North America, it can <laughs> in Bali, and I know you know what I mean. It's, like, mm-hmm. it's totally different, um, and it's not just the weather; it's it's all of it together. <laughs> and have that anywhere I go, and I think that's really the biggest thing that's happened since episode one to to now episode one hundred is just, um being grounded in who I am anywhere I go. Yeah. Well, and, and I remember, I think it was this year, you know, time, time, time flies as they say, but I think this was a year. It was either this year or the last year that you were, no, it had to have been this year. You were going on a journey of like becoming your own best friend. 
you know, and I think like, you know, someone who's known you through a number of different phases in your life um, and, 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 and each of them, I'd say you were creating your life to a greater or lesser degree, you know, to, from the, the circle of reality that you were in at that time or what you could see or what you thought you wanted um, because we're not static and we evolve, you know, the, I'm not the same person who got off the plane here a week ago today, you know, in California, like, um, I won't be going back to Toronto, the same person, you know, who got here and, um, but there's a lightness to you that, you know, I, I, st- I experienced in Bali and I think Bali was the first time you and I really spent any con- like concerted or consolidated time together like what they would say there was no agenda and we weren't trying to drink yeah like yeah we weren't like working or you know like at some event or you know out at whatever we just had time together to just be with one another and and be in in community and it was beautiful but I think there you know there is a lightness to to your spirit and to your energy um and I've watched you since you got back it's like getting gaining that clarity about what it was that you wanted out of your life and then coming home and saying, okay, what structures, what needs to change about my life structurally mm-hmm. to allow for that? Oh, we're going to sell our house. Oh, we're going to, you know, we're going to do this. Oh, like, and just being, and I know that it's, there's been some really intense periods of like, got to get stuff done. But I think throughout all of that, um, because it's inside of your creation and your creation with Paris about what the next chapter of your life is going to be in service of and about. Um, it, I think it makes the, you know, the busyness of the last, you know, kind of like it, it keeps it in, in perspective or well, context. Right. Yeah. That's, it's so true. And, and I think that's uh, what I wanted to kind of hone in on is the, that of, creating a created created life is creation so imagine you know for for the listeners out there who who are listening to okay well what what are you talking about like it should be easy like if you decide this is what you want you should just float through it yeah i really do wish it was like that and it can be it can be but you do have to do the work to get there not just the structures amber but also like the healing the mind like knowing that you're worth having what you want, like it's you're worth having your created life. It's worth taking these challenging steps to to you know to get where you want to go, and being in the space where there's people around you who don't agree with this the decisions you're making, mm-hmm. and they're the closest people to you. Yes, saying yes. Trust me. Trust me. Trust my vision. This is good for all of us. And you know me so well that I don't make a move without considering, you know, every part of the picture as as much as I can see, you know? And so that, I think that's been the most challenging, you know, people talk about, oh, your support system, you have to, you know, the people closest to you. I had never experienced discontent in my support system as I had this time pushing through probably one of the biggest changes in life for the entire family, which Mm. was we, in order for Paris and I to have the life we want post work life, where for him work life, we had to make some significant changes that impacted my two kids, right? They're, they're like, Oh, this is, this is a house that I grew up in. I was 
born in this house. I've lived in this. This is this is my identity. They've never moved. So that's been a that's been a struggle specifically for one of my children. It's been a struggle for them. And so, you know, dealing with that discontent, knowing every day you're doing the right thing. I know as a as a parent, as an entrepreneur, I know that you get that that you know, to create the business you want, there might be, you know, partners in 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 your business who are like are they're just not getting the vision. But you're like, no, like, trust me when I tell you. If you look out, pan out into five years and look five years from now, I'm telling you with everything I know and everything I can see around me, this is the way to go and to continue to push forward. Having a creative life in in personal and in business, it does take strength. And then it takes, I would say it takes a village because I swear I called my friends. I connected with people all the time. Because I was going a little (laughs) and in that time, things that were unhealed, because things will come up when you're taking on something new, Mm -hmm. the unhealed or unprocessed parts of me started like coming out because there was, I could no longer pretend or not look at those parts. There was nothing else left, but to those, for those things to come up. I was in, two months ago, I was in severe back pain. Mm. I could barely move. And I don't think I really shared that with you, but I could barely move. I was walking with a cane Mm. up and down the stairs. And it was just because, yeah, of course, there's a lot of physicality and getting the house prepared, moving. And we are in a, we're in another house where we're doing renovations. So it feels like I'm still moving. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like moving every couple of months, uh, packing out, moving this, packing out, moving that because we're staying in the house while the renovations are happening. What I discovered in, in the back, in the pain, because I'm very blessed to have a lot of spiritual healers and leaders around me. I happened to meet an energy healer who said to me, yeah, well, you know, all of your pain is is caused by emotions and things that and other people's emotions and other people's stuff that you've been holding on to since forever you just haven't processed it all because mm-hmm. I'm like no, I've done so much healing like you know there's so much forgiveness and so much of this I've done and so much of that I've done just like, yeah no there's still a lot that you just ha- you just don't know mm-hmm. that you're you're um dealing with and so I can say right now I'm like 95% pain-free and I did nothing besides an energetic healing. Mm. Which That's is great. She, she did some crazy <laughs> stuff for me. <laughs> hey, I believe stuff today that I wouldn't have, you know, have experienced things that, you know, I still can't really explain. Um, oh, there's this great uh, TV show on Disney called Breakthrough and they're talking about the mind. Um, and the brain and they were saying like you know the human mind and brain like is so complex that today's best neuroscientists are literally like first graders in terms of their understanding and knowledge of of our brain so 100 percent. you know you were talking earlier about what i would call like like either disagreement or lack of like lack of agreement when we're we're trying to create the vision for our lives and and it's it's a it's a good 
it's a good place to look, right? Because so many of us, by the time we actually get to doing that kind of work and that kind of having these kind of inquiries, like, what do I really want? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd love to say that we do this in our teens and twenties, but you know, by that point in time, most human beings have, have fallen into this belief that creating a life based on what they want is selfish or they shouldn't, or they should, you know, live create their life inside of other people's standards and from, and measurements for happiness and success. So it's typically not till later in life, right? I swear, I think midlife crises are just people looking up at their life and being like, how did I get here? Like, did I actually choose this? Right. And largely you didn't consciously choose it. So yeah, when you look around your life and you're like, I don't, I don't, this doesn't feel like it belongs to me because it doesn't authentically, but then it's like, okay, well you have a life, you have children or a house or a partner or dogs and cats and fishes and iguanas and annual trips to this. And, you know, like subscriptions to magazines or whatever it is, you've got all of these things that you, that you have created unconsciously. And now it's like, okay, well, how do I, how do I first like even give myself permission to be able to start to ask those questions? What do I want and who am I? that's doing the asking and what is this person really, you know, and it's almost like a returning to often it's a returning to, I think, you know, who we were when we were very young before, you know, life kind of led us in other directions. But to your point, the people in our lives may not always agree with the direction or the vision or what we want. And and it can be uncomfortable because we start, we start behaving differently and we start responding differently. And, you know, I remember when, um, when we moved from Toronto to Brampton, when the kids were in grade six and grade eight, they were so mad at me, like so mad. But I, I knew if I didn't move them before high school, I probably wouldn't be able to move them till after high school. Cause that's just, you know, it's a bad idea to move a teenager yes. in, my, in my experience. Um, and, um, I really didn't, I, I just couldn't be downtown Toronto anymore. And, and I was just like, I just, and I wanted them to experience, you know, they'd experience living in a downtown city, you know, I downtown core, I wanted them to experience a different, you know, so they have, they know that there are different ways of living, you know? And so we moved to the burbs and they were so mad at me. And then years later, you know, both Kayla and Matthew have said, you know, mom, like really did, it was the right choice, you know? But I think this is like for anyone to listen to this conversation in hindsight, like that's where you see the cookies, the crumbs and the connections like, you know, like you got to live life moment by moment that you don't really make, you know, Soren Kierkegaard, if you've listened to the show more than once, I've I've said this quote many times, but, you know, life can only be understood looking through the rearview mirror, but it has to be lived going forward. And yeah. and so um in the rear view mirror, I think it's always the right decision, <laughs> right? Like in the rear view mirror, it's like, of course it was the right decision. And, you know, I think we get all really hung up sometimes on like the how, right? As human beings, it really stops us. And it's like, just continuing, you know, and, and Jackie, a mutual friend of ours gave me kind of an, an elevation of the, what, what do I want? Like, what would I love? Like, how would I love for this to go? You know, not just what do I want, but like, man, what, like, what would I love here in my business relationships with my kids? Like, with like this new life where I'm living all over the world and in different places all the time. Like, what would I love? Um, and I think that's like the maybe the what do I want is kind of the more like structure of my life, but the what would I love? I think is like the experience of it. 
-hmm. like as you're going through these renovations, like, you know, like, well, I would love my family to trust me, you know, (laughs) I would love my family to trust me, like, and just, you know, know that I'm, I've got their best interest at heart and our family's best interest at heart, whatever that is. But I, um, it takes courage. Like it is like, it takes courage to live that kind of life because there's not a lot of, um, like even like, you can't even say that you look to celebrity or six people who are like, make a lot of money or whatever we would normally define as the measures for happiness and success in life, you know, cause we know that those aren't, you know, there's enough really famous people who had lots of money and all of that stuff who unfortunately, you know, dealt with addiction or, or took their yeah. lives or whatever. Right. So it's like the real role models for living a created life and an authentic life, you know, like where do you find those, <laughs> right? People who are like, um, and I think for us in our community, we've kind of, we we look to each other and we find inspiration and, and courage and, and um, faith in, in each other, which I'm, I'm so grateful, you know, being here a hundred, like I look back at, all of the guests on the show, you know, over the last three years, I'd say 90% of them are my close friends. You know, like there's only a handful of people that have been on the show that I really didn't know. And, you know, well, there's going to be more coming up because we've got some new guests starting to come on the show, but man, I am surrounded by the best freaking human beings on the planet. Crazy mofos. That's why. (laughs) They are, right? (laughs) (laughs) We have to be slightly what people would call crazy to be willing for instance for you to pick up and say you know what yeah i'm going to bali and i'm going to create something there and you know even for me to tell my husband okay well in order for us to have this kind of life that we want when we're retired this is the thing we have to do and you know being willing to do it that's one thing i've learned about myself that i can actually accept and 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 i'm grateful for is my willingness to do the thing that needs to be done mm. I don't yeah know. you are reliable for that <laughs> I don't always do it happily or joyfully <laughs> don't do it <laughs> you know yeah. and I think um I think yeah it takes some crazy mofos to do that because it's easy to say oh well you know it'll be nice to go to Bali when this is settled or that is settled or you know, it will, it'll be nice to think about retirement in 10 years. Well, no, it's, I'm already retired then. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's easy to say what you said when this aligns or that aligns or this happens or that happens versus saying, no, I'm going to take the bull by the horns or some other words you want to put in there. <laughs> <laughs> and, right. And, and just go for it because our time here, and even, you know, time is a construct, but the time that we have here is short. And why not live, have the experience of life from a place of love? Like mm. you said, why not? Like, why not walk around? I heard this today, which I thought was beautiful. Why not walk around thinking, what's the best thing that can happen today? Mm. You know, versus what am I going to have to mitigate today? What, what risk assessments am I going to have to make to get what I want versus what's the best thing that could happen today? Yeah. Yeah. How can I have all of it? Yeah. Or 
how could I just say, I don't want any of it? Yeah. Well, and, you know, like, I mean, I know you know this, and I think I've talked about it a little bit on the show. It has not been an easy, you know, like, I, I, it was not easy. Lots of things did not go the way I thought they were going to go. Lots of things over the last year since moving to Bali, you know, there were many times that the easy, comfortable, perhaps even, you know, sensible thing to do would have been to come back to Canada, you know, and not, but, but the expansion in who I know myself to be and um, what I've, how I've grown over the last year. And I mean, even, you know, we're coming to the, uh, the end of the the hundredth episode of the show, like, but like how I've grown over the last three years, like none of that would have happened if I wasn't, I think it's a great place to kind of wrap this conversation up around the point about you said about being willing. Like if I wasn't willing to ask and answer that question, what do I want? And I didn't want to leave Bali and come back to Canada. And so I was like, okay, well, like I, that's not what I want. And you know, how do I, how do I create what I want? How do I have what I want and, and continue to keep asking that question. And, um, you know, I think we're going to ask that question till the day we die. It's not a, it's not a, yeah, it's not a question that gets answered like in any kind of permanent way. That's not the point of the question. The point of the question for me is like to keep truing myself up to who I am and what my desires are and what I want my life to look like. And, and in, in, in all of the different aspects of life and um, yeah, so just, I'm so proud of you. And I'm so, you know, you inspire me and so many other people. And because you're not, you know, you're willing to do what it takes, but you're not willing to not have what you want. And and that was not who you were three years ago. Three years ago, you sacrificed what you wanted all the time for other people's dreams, for other people's desires to make other people happy. And um, as someone who, you know, adores you and loves you, I'm just so um, overjoyed I'm just so overjoyed that uh that um I get to uh witness be a witness on your journey Nina. Mm, thank you Amber. Thank you. And ditto like and like you know that's kindred spirits we birds of a feather flock together. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh well for anyone listening to this you know um <laughs> for anyone listening to this show you know, look, ask yourself, just keep just that's all there is to do. Just keep asking. And to the best of your ability in any moment, just keep asking and answering that question. What do I want? Um, what would I love? And just thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for all of the, the guests that have been on the show. For the thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode. For more information um, on the show and our extraordinary guests, check out Conversations That Matter podcast.com. And I wouldn't get to do it if you didn't come on the ride with me. So just thank you so much um, to everyone for the opportunity to keep having conversations that matter. Have a great week and I'll see you next week.